Broadcasting from the Prairie Sportsman Studios. Presented by OnX. Know where you stand with OnX. <clears throat> We're not just a radio show anymore. Heck yeah. This is Sporting Journal Radio. It's day two here at Lake of the Woods. You are uh, listening or watching Sporting Journal Radio. I'm Brett Amundsen. That's Dan Amundsen right over there. We are on the road right now at uh, Lake of the Woods. We're sitting out here in about 32 feet of water. We're in a heated fish house from Riverbend. And uh, we're going to be talking about our trip up here, why we're up here, how the fishing has been, what conditions were like, snow, ice, temperatures, things like that, how that's affected fishing, if that's affected fishing. Uh, we'll talk about some of the people we've met up here and then some of the products that we're using. So we've gotten to try out uh, some different rods from different rod companies. Uh, we're trying out a bunch of different baits from, from uh, Live Target. While we're up here, we got to see some uh, new knives, some Smith's Consumer products. We'll give you a pizza review from Riverbend. They delivered us pizza in the fish house today. Uh, we'll talk about all that. Well, I got a fish on me right fish. now. I'm gonna try to catch this fish. We'll see if we can get interrupted once again on this show by a fish. We've been interrupted a couple of times catching fish on this show, and uh, we'll see if we can we can do it again. I think that should be a goal every week, Dan, of getting interrupted by a fish. It's really hard to do some weeks. <laughs> yeah, when we're not fishing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's. I never like to say there's a zero percent chance of something happening. There's about a zero percent chance of that happening some weeks. Yeah, yeah, when we're not fishing. Right. That's. That's definitely uh, an issue. You can't catch them while you're sitting on the couch, as they say. Unless you're in an ice castle. That's very true. And we saw uh, our friend up in Saskatchewan caught fish in his hub. In a couch. On a couch. Yeah, well, he's Riley, just weird. Round parrot. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Anyway, um, we'll get to all of that and more uh, coming up here on this week's show. Dan, do you want to try to roll to the sponsors? Nope. All right, well. I'll put we'll, that in later. We'll plug in the sponsors right here that are bringing us this week's show. On X, know where you stand with On X. Lake of the Woods Tourism. Lake of the Woods is the walleye capital. Plan a trip for this winter at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Live target match the hatch at livetargetlures.com. Runner up in FTEX. Haybell Heights Campground Resort on Devil's Lake. Book a trip to Devil's Lake. Learn more at haybellheights.com. Alclair Audio. Save your hearing in the field with Alclair. Learn more at alclairoutdoors.com. Riverbend Resort. I forgot to write anything for Riverbend. We love Riverbend. If you're booking a trip to Lake of the Woods, consider Riverbend Resort at riverbendresort.com. Ottertail Lakes Country. Find your inner otter at ottertaillakescountry.com. And Prairie Sportsman, the new season starts in January. Watch episodes anytime in the meantime at for the Prairie Sportsman YouTube channel. Hey, we got a lot going on. Of course, we're going to be out at the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic coming up March uh, 10th, 11th, 12th at Sh uh, in Shockby at Canterbury Park. Uh, we'll be out there doing an appearance. Come say hi. We'll have some free stuff probably to give away uh, while supplies last. Uh, that'll be Saturday. March 11th from 10 to noon at Canterbury Park. Come on out and see me. I'll also be working the Tazan Lake Lodge booth all weekend at the North Northwest Sports Show that, that weekend. So come on, hit both shows. That's what I do every year. I, I bounce back and forth between both of them and do that. This weekend, Dan, I'm actually going straight to Chicago from the Fish House, jumping in a car with Trevor Montgomery and Barry Prowl from Tazan Lake Lodge and going to Chicago. Um, I'd rather be going where you're going. Where am I going? Not Chicago. Oh. <laughs> but, Just anywhere. But we have a good time at the All Canada Show while we're down there, so we'll get to see some old friends and talk about summer fishing and big lake trout and big northern pike. Uh, if you want to learn out, learn more about uh, fishing in Saskatchewan and in Tazan Lake Lodge, go to tazanlake.com. And if you have Carbon TV 
Uh, we're on Carbon TV now with Taz and TV. So Carbon TV is a is a free streaming service. We watch a, a lot of outdoor shows. I know uh, Lee and Tiffany are on there doing stuff all the time. And now we just added this week. We just added Taz and TV to Carbon TV. So you can go there and uh, watch Taz and TV. You can also go to YouTube and watch stuff while you're there as well. And make sure you check out our new YouTube channel, Fish Hunt Forever. You can still watch these shows on the Sporting Journal Radio YouTube channel, but if you go to the Fish Hunt Forever channel on YouTube, you'll be able to watch a video from Lake of the Woods. Yep. In fact, what we're doing here, you'll be able to see some of that or stick around. We're going to talk about uh, kind of the experience while we're up here, too. It's uh, the Association of Great Lakes Outdoor Riders. A glow is what it's called. And it's been around for 70 years. And it uh, obviously was an outdoor rider organization. But as times change and technology changes, outdoor communicators have, uh, have evolved and adapted with uh, the change and the the increase in the digital media landscape. So uh, not just writers, but content creators. Uh, so podcasters, radio hosts, TV hosts, guys doing vlogs, YouTubers, things like that. And I'll be a part of this organization. We talk about it a lot here on this show. And it was because of this event a couple of years ago or an event like this where I joined a GLOW and uh, became a part of it. And then Dan, you came on and we've had a lot of fun with this group. Gone to some cool places and we get to go fishing and go to the bar with some people on Mondays and Tuesdays and call it a job. It's pretty fun. Yeah, so we, we come up here to Lake of the Woods a lot, which is great, of course. I know a lot of people watching or listening to this probably go to Lake of the Woods a lot too, but if you like to, you know, if you got a YouTube channel or you do a podcast or something like that and you want to have some more opportunities to check out some really cool outdoor adventures, uh, we're actually going to Niagara, Niagara River. It's Niagara Falls area. And what do you think of when you think of Niagara Falls? Well, tourists... Um, probably engagements, honeymoons. I think sure. a lot of people go there for that. I don't know. They Not fishing. Jump in a barrel and roll yeah. a waterfall. Yeah. We I mean, I'm planning on that. Are you going to do yeah, that? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. When in Rome. I'll fly the drone as you go I don't know. The waterfall. might be tough with the border. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to Niagara River here in a couple of weeks, actually. And we're going to be filming out there. Apparently, there's something called the Devil's Hole on the Niagara River. And it's got steelhead and brown trout and muskies and lake trout and walleyes and probably smallmouth and all kinds of maybe panfish, I'm sure. All kinds of fish. So we've never been out there. I've never been other than flying to LaGuardia. I've never been to New York, never really done anything out there, never had a lot of desire to go to the East Coast. But everybody that talks to me about this Niagara River area says it's pretty cool. It looks cool when you look at, watch the videos and you see the fish they have you don't think of it it's underrated and i like traveling the world and seeing new spots to fish and so this will be a cool opportunity to go a place i would have never planned a trip of going there's lake ontario lake erie yep and there's potential to ice fish and open water fish at the same time well it's just open water fish yeah <laughs> we're getting a lot of ice fish done here <laughs> got plenty of that here yeah so uh watch for a video from there coming on the fish hunt forever youtube channel and of course we'll be doing we'll be talking about it on the podcast here too and showing you some videos and pictures and too and it's all because of a glow the association of great lakes outdoor riders who are up with us right now and not only have we gotten a chance to go to a lot of really cool places and meet some really cool people who are doing the same thing that we're doing, but we got, we've got all kinds of live target lures to try out while we're up here on this yep. trip. Um, you're using, well, you're using some different gear. We've got these uh, uh, ice rods oh, this rod. from uh, Favorite. 
It's a favorite defender ice rod. Uh, I haven't tried uh, favorites before, so we've been using this favorite uh, combo right here. Caught a bunch of fish on it. Uh, Smith's has got some new fillet knives that we got to try out, and that uh, bushcraft knife and uh, survival shovel. Also, we get to try out all these outdoor products basically and go on all these cool trips. And the only reason I'm telling you this, I'm not trying to be like, hey, we get to do all these cool things, but it's like you can do it too if you are part, uh, if you want to be in the outdoor industry, this is a way for you to get into it. So, anyway, that's why we're here. And if you don't care about any of that, let's just tell them how the fishing's been, Dan. That's been, we're catching a lot of fish. We're catching fish. It's cold. It's cold, so that's slowing it down for Lake of the Woods standards. But yeah. we've got we're going to eat some fish tonight, and we've had a lot. It's been a, it's been interesting to watch these fish on the live scope and read them because every fish is a little different. You get one that's fired up and ready to eat. You get some that slip up and come charge at it and don't eat. You get some that just go on by. There's one sitting down here like for the past two minutes that hasn't hardly come off bottom to check out what we've got to offer. So you learn, you figure it out and you adapt and overcome. You, you can't choose the weather, but we choose to go fishing. So you choose to figure it out. And, and that's the way the game goes. Even when you're on a good lake, like Lake the Woods, you're not guaranteed 30 inch walleys all the time. Uh, but generally you're gonna catch some fish and it may be not may not be a hundred of them uh, But you're generally gonna catch some and of course you're gonna catch your small ones You're gonna catch your bonus saugers your bucket fish Which is nice because when you go someplace and you have a cold front that shuts fishing down at least here You're still generally guaranteed some action and uh, some fish to eat. So that's kind of nice Well, I got one coming up after me right now uh, One thing too. This is the first time I fished up here with a live scope and I you know some of you obviously have been using live scope for a long time or forward-facing sonar I've, I've just got the live scope here now I've only used it a handful of times so I'm just I'm still learning it a little bit but being able to Dan see you know watching you with your flasher and you're just seeing pretty much straight down or maybe yep. like an eight-foot circle yep. ten-foot circle on the bottom down there we're in 32 feet of water we're seeing 40 feet essentially 20 feet on each side of us here so what we notice right away, and this is makes sense, is we're seeing a lot more fish than we ever would have before. Correct. Yeah, you'll see them on the fringes that you, they just, if they never come into your cone, you'll never know they're there. And, you know, in this basin, there's no real structure for them to relate to. So there's probably, there could be a lot of fish cruising just 10 feet that way for whatever reason. That's a, a channel for them. And this is a tool we can use to say, yep, they're cruising that lane or whatever. Or you see them and you start to work, you know, how often do you sit there fishing? You don't see anything, you're not marking anything, you just might jig a little bit here and there. Then you see a fish and you're up and you're doing this. Yeah. So now you're doing that for an extra length of time where you can draw that fish in because now you know it's there. Otherwise, if you wouldn't know it's there, you're not going to be sitting there trying to work that fish in. So it's, it's amazing. It really is a game changer and it doesn't catch the fish for you. You know, we haven't. We, we didn't wreck Lake of the Woods this weekend using LiveScope. <laughs> we so. tried. We did. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a healthy tool when it's used right. It ultimately comes... I don't want to go down that rabbit hole today, but... About technology? It, technology and limits and blah, blah, blah. But right. it ultimately comes down to the angler to choose what fish come home and what fish go back, not the LiveScope. And but. honestly, people worry about pulling fish out of 30 feet of water, and that's a legitimate concern. Uh, you have to worry about barrel trauma and stuff yep. like that. We really haven't had any issues 
Nope, you reel them up slow, you handle them quickly, you know, and get them back. The sooner you can get them back in the water and back down, I've kind of seemed to think if you get them, if you release them head down and maybe give them some force, they seem to, uh, it seems to almost energize them. They kick down and swim down hard and away they go. And you could, that's the other beauty of this live scope. We can watch them swim down so we know they're not just getting below the ice and then floating back up. They're swimming down hard and we see them go. So. Some of them have been going down so hard, it's like a jet stream. Vapor across, trail. A vapor yeah. trail across the live scope. <laughs> to see the bubbles behind them it's pretty wild and so yeah we and we released you know 95 98 lot of the fish. fish that we've caught we've released all of them uh we've kept a couple that eat but that's just about it and, and haven't had any issues and that's probably the biggest difference for me is we're seeing so many more fish than we normally would have with a traditional flasher or sonar and it has affected the way we fished because especially during those lulls a, it keeps you awake because yeah. <laughs> even if they're not coming through your hole, all of a sudden you're seeing fish in the area and it's making you, okay, maybe that fish is going to come in. I'll either try to jig aggressively or maybe I'll just leave it. And we did, we did kind of go through a progression of aggressive jigging. And then there was a couple of times where we would just leave everything still. And we got one dead stick down and two jigging rods in here right now. We'd leave everything still until that fish came up. And then once the fish would come up and sniff, I'd give it a second to see if it was gonna eat it. And if it didn't, then I'd either slowly start to raise it or I'd just give it a little twitch or just, just give it something to try to trigger a strike. Like, oh gosh, the, the, the bait finally realized a predator fish was about to eat it and it's time to go. And a lot of times that triggered a bunch of strikes for us. So this live scope has really helped us see the behavior of the fish and what it's actually doing versus versus a line getting redder or yeah. less red or you know changing colors. Okay, it's getting cold, it's leaving or whatever. We can actually see where it's going, if it's coming back. I don't know how many times we've watched a fish come up and try to eat it and miss, yeah. get spooked, tear down to the bottom only to come back at it you know we we can really see the behavior of this fish and it's uh it's helped us catch a lot of fish out here one other thing we did uh i know coming up later in the show we're gonna have alex peterson he's a guide here at riverbend uh, we're gonna sit down and talk to him and i'm gonna ask him about uh color well we, we talked a little bit off the air about color palettes on this live scope and originally i was just using the black and red the default that came with it and he asked me to try the blue and i know a lot of people like using this blue get that fish oh, I got a fish coming get them um, what have you, now that you've been using the blue a little bit, Dan, do you have a preference? What do you like? I don't know. I haven't used them enough. I've used the blue quite a bit and I don't know. I actually kind of like the other one. Maybe I think I, maybe that was orange crawfish. I think is what that's called. Maybe, okay. um, I don't know. It's all personal preference yeah. and ultimately it's just, I think what you're used to more than anything. And I haven't had an issue with trying to see jigs or fish or anything, but with either of them. So I don't, I don't. I think it's all whatever you want to please your eyes. If you're watching this or listening to this and you can comment below on wherever you're watching slash listening to this, we want to hear what your favorite color palette, favorite color profile is on the live scope. What do you like to use and why? Uh, I've gotten used to that black and orange or yeah. black and red, so I may go back to it. This blue is interesting, but I kind of got, I kind of liked that. That, that black and white, I think it looked kind of cool. I feel like so. it's easier on your eyes. Yeah. Darker screen. Bright, but yeah. I don't know. We'll check it out. In any case, uh, let us know. Comment below if you are watching this on YouTube. Hopefully you're liking it. Give us a thumbs up. Click the like button. Click uh, subscribe. Share it with your friends. Or uh, if you're not watching this, thank you for downloading it. Or maybe you're just listening to this on the radio. Thank you very much. We've got more coming up from Riverbend Resort on Lake of the Woods uh, coming up on Sporting Journal Radio. Kodiak, a North American waterfowl film, is coming to the 
Fish Hunt Forever YouTube channel. I've been a sea duck hunter for about 30 seconds and I've already got one that's probably gonna go on the wall. So this is the coolest duck hunt I've ever been on. Presented by Boss Shot Shells with support from Sitka and Beretta and additional support from Alclair Outdoors, High Prairie Animal Arts, and the Association of Great Lakes Outdoor Riders. Watch Kodiak on the Fish Hunt Forever YouTube channel. Don't miss the 2023 Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic presented by select Heartland Chevy dealers at Canterbury Park in Shakopee, March 10th, 11th, and 12th. This year's classic features top hunting celebrities like bone collectors Nick Munn, Lee and Tiffany Lukoski of The Crush TV, and Melissa Bachman from Winchester's Deadly Passion TV. Get your antlers scored, view more than 300 antler entries, and see the latest hunting products, plus a great lineup of lodges and outfitters. For complete details on the 2023 Deer and Turkey Classic, visit mndeerclassic.com. This is Sporting Radio. I'm Brett Amundsen. Thanks for tuning in on the network by demand, sportingjournalradio.com or by downloading the podcast. Uh, Dan Amundsen right behind us right there. Maybe you're watching this on YouTube right now and you can tell we're not in our studio. We're actually up at Lake of the Woods. We're in a fish house here, heated fish house on Lake of the Woods in about 32 feet of water with Alex Peterson here. We're with Riverbend Resort. Yep. Alex, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me on the show. I know you've been busy. We've been up here for a couple of days, so I'm glad you got to sit down and fish with us for a little bit. Well, I tell you, it's always nice to to sit down for a few minutes and take a break especially when it's cold out like this it's nice to sit down and and just relax for 15-20 minutes it's funny when we were getting ready for this trip we looked at the forecast the long-range forecast and we looked at the days that we were gonna be up here and it's like oh it's not gonna be above zero the whole time <laughs> Now, cold fronts, obviously people know that cold fronts can, can have an effect on fishing and it's definitely had an effect up here. Yep. But we're, I mean, we ate fish last night. We got fish in the bucket today. I mean, that's the beauty of this place is you're, you're still gonna catch fish. You might not have, you know, 100 fish days. You might not be smashing 30 inches, but you're gonna have some action. Exactly, that's kind of what Lake of the Woods is known for is, is nonstop action all day long. And when I say nonstop, I'm not talking like, catching a fish every five minutes i'm talking you're going to be getting fish from the time you get out on the lake till the time you come off the lake it's it's uh uh an all day of bite instead of going to other lakes where you you only have a a bite in the morning and in, in the evening you do it's a nice steady bite all day long and uh it's great for kids it really is because it keeps kids entertained yeah you know when, especially when you got electronics like this and this live scope, you know, we're seeing 20 feet on either side of us right now. We're seeing so many more fish than we would than you would on just that flasher right there. And sometimes that's frustrating because they don't always come all the way into your bait. Otherwise, it gives you plenty of time to kind of prepare for it and uh, and get on it. And we've seen so many more fish than we normally would have with this type of electronics. It's a lot of fun, and of course, we all know, we talk about it a lot on this show, it's a day bite up here, so we, we, we kind of came out at sunrise, we'll go back in at sunset. Yep. Uh, have, you guys will cook up our fish for us, it's, uh, it's delicious. How has it been here at Lake of the Woods this year so far? I would say it's been steady. Um, it's not a gangbuster year, but you know what? It's still a steady year. The uh, it seems like we're 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 always into a couple slot fish every week. We're not uh, killing them by any means, but nobody ever is. Um, but it's a steady bite. A lot of the people that come out here, if you fish and you know what you're doing, you can at least get a meal for dinner. Um, bring some fish home with you too. There's a fish right there. See? It's not that hard to do, is it? <laughs> I love getting interrupted by fish on the radio show. 
No, you know, if, and you'll get, just like anywhere else, you'll get fish that aren't as active as other ones. And when the active fish come through, they're just so much fun because uh, you can catch them on a lot of different things. Like this is a small walleye right here. So good future. Obviously the lake is full of walleyes, full of lots of little ones like this. And look at this live target lipless crankbait. So it's this rattle bait, this yellow perch rattle bait from live target. It's, you know, it's a bigger profile bait. Yeah. Look at the size of the fish that you can still catch on these. You things. look at the size of that bait to the size of that fish and you tell me <laughs> that fish wasn't hungry. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of people have talked about uh, the fact that you come out here, especially once you get to February, end of, end of January, February, mm -hmm. you're catching a lot of small fish. Oh, the lake's in trouble, lake's in trouble. Lake's always had a lot of small fish like this. Exactly, exactly. Uh, the lake's not in trouble. The lake is doing what the lake always does. This time of year, the fish are spreading out through the lake. And you have to, you have to look at it like you're fishing in the summertime. Your ice house is your boat. You can only catch the fish that are underneath your boat. Right. If that fish decides to move, in the, the wintertime, you can still be a little bit portable. You can go after them, but it's obviously a lot easier in the summertime to do that. Um, but the fish are just dispersing out. They're not congregating around anything. There's nothing to hold a big school of fish in one area right now. In the spring and the fall, obviously we have shiner runs and spawning that concentrates the fish and you can have really good fishing. But this is just typical Lake of the Woods midwinter fishing. How's the ice been this year? The ice has been, uh, it, it's good ice this year. We just don't have as much ice as we normally do. Sure. Um, we're sitting here end of January right now. On a typical year, we'll be pushing a little over three feet of ice right now. And we're sitting at two feet of ice, which is still plenty of ice for, for all the recreational stuff that we do on the ice here. It's plenty safe. It's just, it's not as much. So I think it may be a little shorter of a season this year. Um, and that's basically due to the last few years We've had our cold snap the beginning of January, end of December, beginning of January. And this is really the first cold snap we've had. And we have about 18 inches of snow on top of the ice to insulate the ice. So it's hard to make ice when you have that snow up there. So, so you guys are out constantly out here checking the ice conditions. Yep, yep. We're out here every morning before our customers come out. We're checking the ice conditions. We're making sure it's safe. A lot of the... Uh, the cracks and pressure ridges and stuff that pop up happen at night. So we want to come out and make sure that the road's safe. Um, our ice crews are out here all day, every day. And there's times that we got to move the road. If we, if we even think the ice is going to have an issue, we're going to move the road. We're going to do safety first and, and take care of that. This year, we haven't had to move it too much. We had to move it the other day um, when, it got real, when we got this cold snap first came in. The ice cracked a little bit. We moved our road, let it heal up for about two days, and now we're driving on it again today. So, we had a pretty interesting. Uh, you guys had a pretty interesting client here uh, the other day. A woman from Florida and her he was 50, 15, 15 year old son. son. Yep, came out, had researched ice fishing, had got. He's 15, really got into fishing, and uh, told his mom he wanted to go ice fishing. So they Googled a little bit, found uh, Lake of the Woods found River Bend and came here and fished for a couple of days. Yep, they were some great customers. I got to sit with them for a little bit, uh, talk to them. The kid loves to fish. Yeah. You know, he's 
I want to book him as a guide when I go to Florida because <laughs> he had some amazing pictures of fish. And uh, yeah, the same thing. I was talking to him and I says, well, how'd you guys find out about us? And they said, well, we, we Googled the best place to ice fish and Lake of the Woods popped up and the, the best resort they, they had uh, popped up was uh, Riverbend Resort. So they gave us a call and they were a lot of fun. They had a lot of fun. They caught caught plenty of fish. They had, uh, I think it was the first time eating walleyes. Oh yeah. Yep, they had a good time. So I'm looking forward to them coming back. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of like kind of clientele. I mean, you probably see all sorts of clients here, but probably a lot of families and people bringing their kids and stuff here. Yep, yep, we see a lot of families. Um, and believe it or not, we see a lot of families coming and staying in our sleeper houses. Mm. That to me, I think would be fun if it wouldn't be so fun if I had my sister with me or something and <laughs> we were fighting all weekend. I think dad would probably throw a scoop of minnows at us or something. But I think as a, as a, a family, that'd be a fun vacation to come up and spend a night or two in a sleeper house and experience that. It's, it's a different experience if you've never done it before. So we're fishing in 32, 33 feet of water right here. We're jigging kind of down near the bottom. We got live targets. I did tip mine with a minnow head. I fished it with it and without it. Caught a few fish without it too, but decided to go with a little bit of scent and flavor down there. What what other tips would you give uh, for us to try to catch a nice walleye here today? You know, keep an eye on your electronics. And if you see something come through suspended, those are typically your bigger fish. So you want to watch out for that. Uh, two days ago, I caught a nice 19-inch fish eight feet below the ice. Eight out feet here below in this, the ice, in yep, 30 feet of water. Yep, I was 100 yards south of us. Okay. And I seen it come through and I thought, well, maybe. They're hard to get to bite, but I reeled up to it, played around with it for about a minute and it bit. The other thing that uh, is, is something that we do up here a lot is bounce your jig off the bottom. Mm, sure. Stir up that, that mud out there once you get past the 28 foot mark, you're in, in uh, 30 feet of water and you get in that 30, 30 plus feet of water and it's all mud on the bottom. And you stir up that mud, the fish kind of associate that with a hatch coming on, maybe a blood worm coming out of the bottom or something. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna come over there and take a look at it. What, as far as baits go, what do you like to start with? <clears throat> what do you like to, what's kind of your go-to? My tried and true is on my, my jigging rod, I have to have something that makes noise. Mm -hmm. I want a rattle trap, I want a buckshot jig, anything that makes noise and is flashy. I'm trying to call those fish in from 15, 20 feet out. And then on my dead stick, I want either a plain red hook with a split shot or just a little, uh, this year, a little white jig. The, the little demons have been working good, um, little grubs, and white's just a color that I fell in love with this year. It's worked really good for me. And you just tip it with a minnow, a live minnow, and let it sit down there. You're gonna call them in with your, your rattle trap, your, your flashy jig, and if, if uh, it's a more subtle fish, it's gonna swim over, and before you know it, they'll be on your, uh, your dead stick. Now, I don't know if we're just doing things d differently for whatever reason or we just have different conditions, but the last couple of days, uh, our, our jigging lure, whatever we're using, has outfished the dead stick, mm -hmm. which I'm kind of surprised about. And the best lure that we have had out here today, if I, can, if I can reel up here, the 
The best lure that we have had out here today has been this yellow perch rattlebait from Live Target. That has outfished everything else uh, so far. Let's see if I can do that right there. And I do have it tipped with a minnow head right there. I think that's like the two inch size, something like that. Uh, it's got a rattle in it, but the yellow perch rattle bait. And we've tried a couple of the other rattle baits and I know the erratic shiner, you know, obviously we're using a lot of live target here this weekend. We're mm -hmm. part of the Aglow Ice Media event and, and we're using live target products. We're using Smith products. We got favorite rod and reels and uh, some Zebco stuff and uh, a bunch of different products that we're trying out. So we've been trying all these different live target baits and this is this has kind of been the best one, which uh, 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 kind of that gold perch color, it makes sense that, that yep. one will do well here. Yep. When I was fishing in the other house over here, I was using the live target um, shad with the uh, it was it was the the chartreuse colored one. Okay. And I was I was having some pretty good success with that over there, showing them how to use that. Um, what I liked about it is it doesn't have a treble hook on it. Oh right. It has that double hook on it, and uh, I thought that was kind of unique. That's the sonic shad, the blade. Yep, right? the sonic shad, and I. I asked him, I said, well, why did we put a, a double hook on this instead of a treble hook? And when it's falling, those double hooks come and they rattle on the bait and they make a little bit of noise and they didn't get the same action when they had a treble hook on it. And I thought, that's actually pretty unique. I haven't seen that in a lure yet. So, yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, without going in too far into the live target stuff here, they've, they've done so many little nuanced things like that. Yes. Yeah. You know, instead of like saying that having to put ball bearings inside a lure, you know, a hard body or something like that to get that rattle. It's just something like that where you can design it so the, the hooks bounce off the side to get that same noise without having to add extra extra parts and extra components yep. to it. So Yeah, that was really cool. All right, Alex Peterson, guide here at Riverbend Resort, Lake of the Woods. Uh, let's get back to fishing. Good luck, thanks for the time today. Sounds good, thank you. Live Target, the leader in Match the Hatch, is back with new lures that also match the action. Introducing the Live Craw. The Live Craw is irresistible to bass, walleye, and other freshwater species. FTEC's winner, the Ultimate Frog, looks and acts just like a swimming frog. With an exposed Ultra Point Mustad hook and replaceable legs, the Ultimate Frog has two styles, two sizes, and eight colors. And iCast and FTEC's winner, the Live Shrimp, mimics a fleeing shrimp for saltwater anglers. Coming soon from Live Target. Looking for winter adventure? Might as well pick a place with over 1,000 lakes. Ottertail County, Minnesota is in the middle of everywhere, offers a simpler pace, and has something for everyone. Find your inner otter at ottertillakescountry.com. Uh, Greg Jones joins us here. Greg, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yourself? Not too bad. You're getting ready to go on stage. Got a big show tonight? Oh, we have fun lots of times here at <laughs> Riverbend, that's for sure. It's yeah. been a fun day, fun couple days. Yeah, you guys played last night. You and Brian Smith played last night. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to play again tonight? Yeah, we like to... Uh, Jump up and sing some songs, sing along songs. Like Guy in the Buffalo. Yeah, Guy in the Buffalo. Yeah, well, you brought that. You two and your brother brought that into my world. That was last April, but yeah, it's part of uh, music. It leads you from one place to another, and it uh, introduces you to a lot of people. So it's fun. It's yeah. amazing how songs like that can come along. So, so obviously, you've gotten to know Paul and Brandy pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's fun to uh, to be a part of like a family-owned resort like that. Yep. Yeah, you get to their kids work here and, and a lot of the there's families that come up but you get to know 
you know the people and you get to help out sometimes you know things going on you jump in and throw in a hand and it's fun to meet people that you know you've met in the past or maybe you've bumped into you at sport shows or whatever things like that so makes life interesting that's for sure you got to meet Caroline the other night. Yeah, that was an interesting, yeah, that, that's the crazy thing about ice fishing. You will see, you know, now the message gets spread all over the country and she was, uh, she flew Airbuses, she said, but her, her son liked to fish and got the ice fishing bug and uh, they looked it up and, and online, they ended up searching out Riverbend jumped on a plane obviously she's got a little access to that and they were here fishing and they had a great time and I've seen that from even people from out of the country before I mean it's 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 kind of a bucket list thing for people to do and it's a, obviously catching fish is a big part of it but it's the overall experience I mean for them driving a car on a road on the ice was memorable yeah and then we told the, the young fella he's I don't know 13 14 or whatever told them about the uh taking a cup of water out and throwing it up in the air when it's 20 below and his eyes got about that big and i talked to him the next morning asked him did you go do that and, yeah did it you know so yeah <laughs> something you're not going to do in florida that's for sure <laughs> at, at least outside how often do you hear about that like people coming here for the first time and, and either starting doing something new that maybe they were even didn't know existed or maybe afraid of and then or starting a new tradition of coming well here. traditionally you know the those new people a lot of times come floating in in a group you know there's a group of guys or families people have been coming and they bring somebody new along and that adds to the group sometimes those groups split become other groups you know um, you know during the COVID times that's when you bumped into people you know nobody could go to Canada so there was people from all over the country here go out the front door you talk to somebody from Tennessee and you go out the back door and you're talking to somebody from Washington State but you know so it does but it is some of the diversity of the fishery obviously big walleyes draw people everybody wants to catch their 30 inch or the sturgeon draw a lot of people now the ice fishing is unique you know situation like now where the rest of the state is pretty tough in most places there's some key places where you can go but this is one of the few places that you can uh you know still ice fish this this time of year and get some vehicles out there and your equipment and that type of thing you know traditionally this is the place you can ice fish well into march you know it probably not going to last that long this year but a normal year um you know, March 15th, March 20th, the rest of the state's closed for walleye fishing. You can still come up here and fish them. And, you know, the thing about the ice being short this year, you know, yeah, so if it ends on March 10th or 15th, we're going to turn around and be in a boat fishing. You got your event coming up in April here. So uh, the sturgeon is really started especially for the river resorts is a unique thing people like to catch dinosaurs so you ever catch them too well you caught big one through the ice last year yeah that was uh, up with nicole stone she was out there for that thank goodness for alex the guide being there because i don't think we would have got it through i was surprised it was like on four pound test uh, <laughs> yeah it's much funner to catch them when you got like your catfish yeah. gear along but it was uh but there is a lot of them here and they are uh uh, fun fish to catch. They'll wear you out. And like the bottom feed, but jigging a shiner or something like that, you can catch one in a lot of different ways. There's times when you can really target them, when you can go out and catch them. If you're ice fishing out on the lake, 
it's random luck probably catching that fish and you're really lucky to get it through the hole. <laughs> we got to spend some time in the house with you yesterday and uh, fishing is a little tough when it's this cold, but we still caught plenty of fish. Yeah, yeah, and that's, uh, and it's, it's, you know, fun seeing the different techniques and that was, you know, I started uh, not intentionally hoping, I mean, hoping to catch a big fish, but I started ripping a lot of rattle loud stuff, trying to draw fish around and that type of thing. And I did that in other houses today too. It seems to make things happen every once in a while. A lot of times you're not the guy to catch the fish that day, but a lot of times when we're shooting too, there's somebody that's got the assignment of keeping that noisemaker going. There's days when that is, I mean, I've seen it where you drop it to the bottom and crank it up just like a crankbait, straight up and catch them. And, um, but there's always little nuances here. You know, the general rules are if it's cloudy, make sure you got something that glows on. Um, if you get in the sunshine, you got the gold, the shiny metallic colors, that type of thing. So we've been dealing with the uh, 20, 30 below. A lot of times that bluebird skies, a lot of times that can slow the fishing down a bit, but it's different. We were, I talked to two, three different people today too, and we had it happen. Uh, I was ripping that thing next to her one, and I, I seen the mark come up and watched a rod, and that thing just got slammed, and <clears throat> that spoon was way down his throat. So, I mean, each fish, other ones would be real finicky. Every, you know, so you'll kind of treat each one the same, yeah. or treat, treat each one differently, even try the different techniques, but all of a sudden one will just hammer it. I think that's the key is to try some different things because we had fish that would chase but would never touch it and then they'd spook as soon as you move it or you'd have to hold it completely still or or sometimes they're super aggressive and yep. I was fishing a two inch rattle bait from Live Target and yep. I caught a sauger that was I'm not much bigger than the two inch rattle bait. Yep. He had that thing swat like you could see the rattle bait through, like, through, his, through gills, his gills. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. like he was pretty buried. So. It's a great way to catch them and it, I mean it's an aggressive way. I like to fish them that way and I try it every time I go. Sometimes it works better than others but yeah. um, and you will catch the big fish and the suspended fish. One little trick with that if you see one up halfway up the water column and you're below them when you get up to that mark, you want to go by them real slow and then start working in above them. You, you go flying by them, it'll scare them. Yeah. So. Well, Greg Jones, Midwest Outdoors, and Riverbend Troubadour. <laughs> I know you got some singing to do, so uh, get back up there on stage and thanks for the time. Thanks. Today. Always fun hanging out with you guys. It's ice fishing season and time to plan your trip to Riverbend Resort on Lake of the Woods. Stay at the Lakeside Resort along the Rainy River in one of their new cabins and enjoy delicious meals and hot or cold beverages in the Miles Lab Barn Grill. Or stay in one of their comfortable sleeper houses on the ice complete with a TV, stove, and lots of walleyes right beneath your feet. You also have the option of staying at their motel, the Walleye Inn, located in Bidet. Book your ice fishing trip to famous Lake of the Woods today at riverbendresort.com. That's riverbendresort.com. Hi, this is Sporting Journal Radio. I'm Brett Amundsen along with Dan Amundsen over there. We're on location at Lake of the Woods right now at Riverbend Resort. We can't be at Lake of the Woods and not have Joe Henry on the show with us. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing excellent, thank you. So I'm leaving here to go to Chicago yep. and you left Chicago to come to here. I'll tell you something. Uh, my understanding is there's no calories in Chicago deep dish pizza. <laughs> Lou Malinati's baby, I'll tell you, it's pretty darn good. Well, I'll have
have to look into some pizza while I'm down there because I would rather just stay here, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll tell you though, I uh, I met a lot of great people. I w we just had the Chicagoland uh, you know, fishing show in the Schaumburg, Illinois, which is a northwest suburb. And man, there's a lot of outdoors people. I was surprised at a few things. Number one, a lot of people go to Canada from that area. So I know if they go to Canada, they'll come to Lake of the Woods. We're getting more and more people to give it a shot. It's been good. And then on top of it, man, there's a lot of people that love musky fishing oh, yeah. from that area. They, I mean, they are just musky nuts. I just noticed a high percentage. So that, that all plays well for obviously the Northwest angle for the muskies, you know, and, but it was a great show. I, I gave three seminars. Um, two of them were spot hopping for walleyes, just talking about how to properly set up a milk run and just a different philosophy. Mm. And, and then how, what techniques to break apart the water quickly. And then the second one was Lake of the Woods 101 with really kind of a walleye emphasis, talking about ice fishing to spring fishing on the rainy river to the, you know, the big basin and, and then going back into fall then. So people that heard of Lake of the Woods but don't know Lake of the Woods, it's interesting to them. Well, Dan and I talked a little bit about how we were catching fish while we were up here, and the bite was a little off. It was cold. I yeah. mean, it wasn't above zero the entire time we were here, so it was a big cold front came through. But, I mean, we caught enough fish to eat. We put them in the pail. They cooked them up for us here. There's a whole there's a whole pile of fish on the bar right now. Yeah, we're yeah. going to go eat some. And, obviously, we're here listening to Greg Jones, who's sound checking out there right now. But uh, you just came from uh, another bar or two bars out on the ice? Yeah, so, actually, I just came from the Igloo Bar, which is out of Zippo Bay Resort. And, you know, the Igloo Bar, as you know, is you know, uh, a few miles uh, um, out on the lake. Uh, it's, it's incredible, it's a thousand square feet. It's got the two big screen TVs, electric lights. It's got basically a full bar, partial hot menu, and you can actually fish in the bar. I mean, how many bartenders, you know, have to have a fresh bucket of minerals behind the bar <laughs> every single day? Right. Now here's a kicker. Last week, they pulled three pike, 38, 38, and 42, I think. Yesterday, they got a pike that was over 40 wow. out of the bar, just, just right now. And then the second bar, and, and uh, we always talk about it, it's not a Cyrus Resort, it's called the Angry Walleye. And that actually appeared last year. And uh, you know, a bar out on the ice, it's a novelty for most people. How cool, let's go ice fishing, let's stop for a cold one in the bar on ice. People love it. Absolutely, and uh, I think that's neat that you can fish at the bar. I think that's pretty cool. And you're actually you're on a TV show. Are you going to be on a TV show by the time this airs? You're probably on it. Yeah, I would have been on it. But yeah, you know, so the KSTP TV out of the Twin Cities. Uh, there's a show called Minnesota Live. My understanding is on nine to ten, uh, you know, Monday to Friday. And you know, they they heard about the Igloo Bar. They saw I think some some uh, an article or something I wrote about it, and they said, you know what? We got to check this thing out. A bar on the ice in Minnesota. So I'm gonna be live via Zoom. And, uh, and yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You know, it'll be fun because there's a lot of people, believe it or not, that don't know about the Igloo Bar. So it'll be fun for them to kind of learn about it and such. Yeah, absolutely. Well, people can come up here. I mean, obviously there's always a chance. Like I was kind of messaging somebody back and forth like how's fish? I'm like, well, it's a, it's a little tough right now, but we're catching fish. We're putting them in the pail. Yep. And what I told him is I said, we always have a crack at a big one. Like yeah. we have a legit chance at a big here, no matter, no matter how fishing is, there's always a chance of a big one swimming underneath us. And that to me is one of the great reasons to come up here. Well, and I'll, tell you, I'll say this, you know what? Part of it's efficient. You're always gonna put some fish in the bucket. You never know what you're gonna catch. Secondly, like one guy said, guide said recently, yeah, we're catching a lot of small ones but it's still better than anywhere else you ever fish for walleyes. Well, that, I mean, that's it. You you know, get, you're gonna get action, 
You're gonna get some. You're gonna get blips on your on your graph yeah. constantly, uh, and you're gonna get fish to eat, and you're gonna have a chance at a big one. And, and then depends on what you're doing. Staying in a sleeper shack, that's got its own ambiances. You know, if you come into shore, you get all the different bars and restaurants at the resorts. Now that's part of the fun too. It's part of what having fun, making memories, and. Uh, Tell you what, it's, it's prime time ice fishing on Lake of the Woods. Well, if people want to learn more about it, what should they do? You know what? Check out our website, and that is lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Come ice fish the famous waters of Minnesota's Lake of the Woods, the walleye capital of the world. Experience full-service resorts featuring heated fish houses, ice transportation, meal plans, and sleeper house options. From the Northwest Angle to the South Shore, Rainy River, and Baudette, the Midwest's number one ice fishing destination. Walleye, Sauger, Perch, and Northern Pike, Minnesota's Lake of the Woods, best fishing anywhere. For more information, log on to lakeofthewoodsmn.com. 852 million acres of public land, 147 million private properties, all in the palm of your hand. The number one hunting GPS app just got better. With hundreds of custom map layers, 3D and topographic maps, you can easily scout on the road or at home before you go. And now you can get important weather details, CWD detection, and even know what crops have been planted where. Get the most trusted hunting GPS app ever made. Onyx. Know where you stand with Onyx. Ice fishing season is here. This winter, plan a trip to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Not only will you have the chance to catch their legendary perch, but this year, Haybell Heights has been catching big walleye after big walleye. And they're doing it from a mobile, comfortable snow bear. No matter how cold it is outside, you're warm and toasty on the inside. Learn more and book a trip today at haybellheights.com. That's haybellheights.com. Hi, this is Sporting Journal Radio. I'm Brett Amundsen. Dan Amundsen is behind the camera right there. We got Dan Small with us right now. Dan, how you doing? Great. Great, Brett. It's nice to, uh, I know we've met at some of the conferences. It was nice to spend a couple of days up here with you. Of course, you've had a long career in, in this industry that we're a part of. And uh, it was, it's, it's nice to meet you. I know Dan, you know, we've watched you on TV and, and followed you for a long time. So it's, uh, we're glad you're here. Well, I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to get to know you guys a little better because I've been following your careers, too, and you guys are doing quite well in this business, in this industry. You know, we call it the outdoor industry, and I think most listeners or viewers don't really understand that it is an industry. It's, uh, it's really uh, a lot of people doing a lot of things around outdoor recreation, which is what we're all about. And we're meeting because of a glow, and you've been a part of this organization for a long time? Yep, since uh, I believe 1981, 81. I I joined, yeah. It's yeah. a great organization, isn't it? It is, and it has changed over the years, it has evolved over the years, and now what one of the things I really enjoy about Aglow is these get-togethers that are different seasons of the year. We go to locations like Lake of the Woods, we've been to Mercer, Wisconsin, we've been to Kentucky, we've been to, some folks got to Kansas, I didn't get to go there for a turkey hunt, but we get to travel around, see parts of the country, and enjoy some of the outdoor activities, hunting, fishing, canoeing, camping, whatever it is, and then report back to our readers, viewers, and listeners about the great things that we can do in those locations and boy there's a lot going up here going on up here at lake of the woods have you been up here before i this is my sixth time sixth i think time. yeah okay. in the last oh 10 or 15 years we had a couple of uh, aglow conferences here hmm. over the years i came up to fish open water a couple of times 
did a grouse hunt with Tim Lesmeister and some other folks, oh gosh, about 12 years ago, I think it was. But this is the first time I've been ice fishing up here, and I've done a lot of ice fishing in my time, but it was uh, it was different up here. Everything's uh, taken care of, you know, the heated fish houses are ready for you, and the holes are pre-drilled, and the, the bait's there. And with a locator, all you got to do is find the fish and catch them. Yeah, you just have to drive drive there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we're used to doing that on some waters in Wisconsin, but not as much as out here. You know, up here you got what two feet of ice, and that's um, not a lot of ice for this time of year here at Lake of the Woods. Right. How was fishing? Well, fishing was uh, fishing. You know, it wasn't catching all day, but we caught. Um, let's see, this is our second day. Mm -hmm. We we did better today. We might have caught seven or eight keeper walleyes today and one cisco or tulipy as sure. you folks here call them yeah and well, some of them call them tulipies tulipy. yeah tulipies. i tried to get uh, alex our guide to explain the difference there and he said oh it's just pronunciation so yeah. anyway uh, they're yeah, fun fish to catch they they are yeah we Good used to smoke. catch them um, through the ice on uh, actually we caught more whitefish than mm -hmm. than cisco's but we'd catch them occasionally on the bay of green bay and on lake superior sure. that's where i did most of my ice fishing many years ago on Lake Superior. And it's a cold front, it's been cold out here, fishing was a little tough, but you caught fish and, and we just ate some fish here that uh, was caught today. We did, and boy, they did a great job here at the lodge. Um, that was as fresh a walleye as you'll get outside of a shore lunch. Mm -hmm. And they were lightly breaded, so it didn't take away from the taste of the fish. It was excellent. Have you been to River Bend before? Have not. No, I've been in touch with these folks. Uh, I've known Paul from, for a couple of years. I've known Brian Smith forever since he joined a glow back, gosh, probably 25, 30 years ago. And uh, they do a great job, for sure. Yeah, what do you think of the place? I, I really like it, yeah. Uh, and what I like about it is it's family owned and the owners are right there, serving you, answering any questions you have taking care of any issues and we had no issues you know but they're there in case you do and the food's pretty good the food was excellent man we had ribs last night that fall off the bone and my son who's a big rib uh, lover you know and I am too he said these are the best ribs I've had in a long time they were delicious well Dan I know we caught you mid mid meal mid taco I want to let you I want to let you get back to it and we're gonna have you on again sometime okay but uh, tell our, our listeners and our viewers here where we can where we can watch you where we can find you yeah well right now the main thing I'm doing is my radio show which is available as a podcast it's broadcast on 22 stations throughout Wisconsin with a couple in Minnesota but you can find it online on iHeartRadio.com or on Lakelink, which is lake-link.com. And you just type in radio and you'll find me there. All right, Dan Small, thanks for the time on the you show bet, today. Brett. Thank you. Sporting Journal Radio is a division of Macaba LLC. If you've got a question, comment, or story idea for us, send us an email. Go to sportingjournalradio.com. While you're there, you can learn how to advertise on the show and visit our store for hats, hoodies, coffee mugs, and more. Go to sportingjournalradio.com.